Alright, good day guys and welcome to yet another module under the course 101 Life Mastery Discovering God's Plan and Purpose for Humanity Okay, so in our first module we looked at God's original intent In the second module we journeyed into understanding God's intention How man lost it, how man got it back And that which went on along the process so in today's model module 3 we'll be looking at living as God intended living as God intended since we have properly established the foundation of God's intention how we journeyed into the intention by going out of it and the whole strategy to bring us back. So now we'll be looking at living as God actually intended because redemption has brought us back to the very beginning that we can execute that which the Lord has placed in our hands. So before we dive in proper into all that we have for this model, I would like to take off the course from teaching about sonship i think sonship is something that we all need to understand you are a son and you're not a slave so whatever god has called you to do whatever god has function called you to function in as as um as it as it implies to the dominion mandate requires that you accept it and execute it as a son and not a servant because sons are people with inheritance while servants are those who merely trade their talents and their gifts but you are a son and you're not a slave even if god has called you into ministry you are not an apostle trying to be a son you are a son in the office of an apostle you're a son in the office of a teacher you're a son in the office of an evangelist all right and one thing you must understand is that everybody on earth, every child, we are not we're not all born as children of God. We're all born as children of Adam. But when we received the life of Christ, we became sons of God. Because the word sonship in um, the Greek culture, it implies identification with the bloodline. Alright? So what makes you a son is that you have identified with the death burial and resurrection of christ so that is what make you a son that's something to celebrate that you are a son you are not bound you are now you are you are now that legal representative in the courts of heaven you are not bound you have rights to do to execute the dominion mandate and truth is if you don't understand your roles as a son then you would not properly function according to the construct of the kingdom sonship is something that we need to talk about in a fresh course but i'm just giving this introduction to lay foundation on that which i want to teach you about today all right so you are not functioning you're not trying to be a son you are god's son doing whatever he has called you to do and sonship is in level scripture says that to them who believe he gave them power to become sons of god so many times we 
do not accept or we do not come into an understanding that yes we are saved but we have a responsibility that's what the road of sanctification is for we are journeying with god so that we can become matured sons so that because when scripture says the creation awaits the earnest manifestation of the sons of god it's not talking about babies it's talking about actual sons who have come into maturation to represent the kingdom to delegate and legislate kingdom matters on the earth all right so on that note we'll be moving on to what i call uncovering the fourfold mission all right so you can see why we have to talk about sonship first because as a, you must understand that you're a son for you to for you to apply yourself to the fourfold mission. Yes, you're wondering, I said fourfold, not fivefold, but I'll tell you why, okay? So we have established that God's original intent is kingdom, that's king dominion. For a king to rule over a domain, and that domain is earth, and that king is you. And we, to understand this fully, we actually need to look into scriptures to uncover what I call the fourfold mission, not fivefold. I know we might say, okay, no scripture says be fruitful, multiply, fill the earth, subdue it, and have dominion. That's five, but it's actually four. Now, first, let's define what missions are. Mission is a set of tasks that fulfills a purpose or duty, an assignment set by an employer. So there is a purpose, but there are missions. There are missions to enable the fulfillment of that purpose. This also introduces us to the distinction between your assignment and your purpose. There are missions you as a person have to do in and out of season that contributes to the broader picture, which is the purpose. In the same vein, we all have a fourfold mission, which is a seasonal assignment that we are to employ, employ, yeah, to contribute to the broader perspective, which is king dominion, which is dominion, which is God's dominion. All right. So the purpose as clearly established is dominion so the mission to achieve this is still in genesis chapter 1 and verse 28 and scripture says then god blessed them and god said to them be fruitful and multiply all right now be fruitful that's one and multiply two fill the earth three and subdue it then he said have dominion so all of these things he's telling you okay this is what i expect of you but before now i have given you if you look at genesis chapter 1 verse 26 he had already said let them have dominion so now he is breaking it down into missions for you to actually see tangibly that which dominion entails all right for you to actually see see circumspectly that this is exactly this okay now this is dominion okay so be fruitful and multiply replenish the earth and subdue it all right so what we want to do this today is to break down all of this mission into 
biteable um, sizes so that we can consume it and understand our respective missions as we journey. And so you can also know where you are in now, where you are, where you where, where you're currently in, what mission you're currently you're currently working with in this particular season of your life. So you can give your all to it and see results all right don't forget we are looking at life mastery we are trying to understand how to navigate through life how to make life like we actually own it because it's god's idea and we are factored into that idea and the idea is for us to actually have dominion and recreate god's kingdom in heaven on the earth Okay, so the first thing, be fruitful. Now, fruitful is from an Hebrew word, and it's para. And para means to bear fruit, to grow, or to increase. So it's talking about growth. It's talking about increment, okay? Our first mission is to be fruitful. Our first mission is to grow. That's why scripture says that as newborn babes desire the sincere milk of the gospel all right because that is what will enable your growth that is what will enable your increase that is what will enable you bear fruit because when you come into the fold the truth is the fruit of the spirit they are embedded in the spirit true but what should actually bear the fruits that we can see tangibly is your soul and for your soul to bear fruit your spirit has to superimpose on your soul that is you have to allow your spirit give your soul full expression you have to allow your spirit give your soul full expression and cause your body to manifest that expression tangibly all right so our first mission is to be fruitful this shows that our responsibility first is to grow and become all right our first responsibility is to grow and become and the thing with the with the, with the fact that fruitfulness came first is that fruitfulness you don't you don't outdo fruitfulness you can move from fruitfulness to replenishment replenishing all right but you don't stop being fruitful you keep on being fruitful because the 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 the, the goal of you starting with fruitfulness is for sustenance it will keep sustaining you till the end because that which you are fruitful in you will continually be fruitful in even as you progress into the various mission all right so our primary responsibility first of all is to grow and become this is the reason why it is it is it is a very wrong and misplaced ideology to come into the fold to be saved and you're first asking what's my purpose you would not know it it's the truth this is a hard truth that many persons don't teach you they would rather tell you no this is what to do it's your strength that's a lie you can't just know it as a matter of fact purpose is not an event you don't just get get you just you don't just know it all that's a very 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 big myth that has to be debunked all right so when you come into the fold you're aware you're saved the first thing you're to do is to become the truth is in the process of becoming purpose starts to unveil itself to you it starts to unveil itself to you and the truth of the matter is this whole idea of purpose purpose is not something you don't know you know what your purpose is the problem is you don't understand so in a bit to try to figure it out we are craving for the spectacular because we have an idea of what purpose should look like and know what purpose actually is all right we're not talking about 
the purpose blueprint. When we get to the purpose blueprint, we'll debunk a whole lot of excesses. All right, it's beautiful to want to live a purposeful life. It's beautiful to want to walk in purpose. But you need to understand that walking in purpose is first living life. That is it. Because before purpose, there is a purpose behind your purpose. So you must learn to live according to the purpose behind your purpose before you can see that which is your purpose. Alright, so the first stage is to grow and become, grow in knowledge. Scripture says that, and the child grew and waxed strong in spirit. We have not grown, but we want to wax strong. We have not drank milk, but we want to eat meat. Don't pressure yourself. We are not living to die. Alright, we are not living to die. And very funnily enough, you'll be surprised that virtually everybody Everybody listening to this has started living living in their purpose in a particular level, but because of the crave for the spectacular and the pressure, they've not been able to properly watch that particular path and grow in it. All right, so your first mission is to grow and to become. Now, one thing about stages of growth is the more the, the more you give yourself to learning the more you give yourself to becoming purpose is you you are not outside of it purpose is not something that just come that's that's one thing i think we all need to get into our minds it's not something that just come it's you it had always been there the only thing is you just have to start coming into full understanding of it because your purpose predates your very existence that's why scripture says that before i formed you i knew you all right so it predates your very birth it's there it's there. All you have to do is evolve, grow into it, grow, walk in fellowship with God, walk in continuous communion with God. All right. So your primary aim at this level is not to put pressure on that word purpose, because many times when you put pressure on it, you take yourself outside the context of the purpose behind that purpose and you start to seek for relevance and fame. But when you stay in the center of the, the one who, who gives the purpose and who has a purpose behind that purpose, the path, to, the path to navigate, to see that which you are to do, would surely open up to you. It would surely open up to you. All right? So now, how do you fulfill this assignment of fruitfulness? We said missions are assignments. There are a set of tasks that we need to fulfill. All right. So how do we now fulfill this particular assignment of fruitfulness? Now, fruitfulness is not an end in itself. So the day you stop being fruitful, that's the day you say that's that's the day you actually die because life is life is orchestrated that it is a continual a continual reproduction of fruitfulness. It's just like a plant because it's boy one fruit does not mean it ends there even if it starts growing even if it starts it's the, the um, probably there's this thing they do in farming where you can um crossbreed a crop even if it gets to that point where it can be crossbred and it starts showing itself it must still continually be fruitful because it's the it's the foundation of its fruitfulness that takes it towards the end so how to fulfill the assignment of fruitfulness? One, 
you must understand the wholeness of man's makeup you must understand the wholeness of your makeup all right now man isn't now let's debunk this myth man isn't a spirit that just lives in the body that's not it scripture says that there is a spirit in man that tells you that man is a combination of three essence three qualities it is a composition of three entities the spirit the soul and the body so man is not given to his spirit alone come on if you're given to your spirit alone then why why do you need your body on the earth your body is not a mere container your spirit is your essence true your soul gives your personality true but how about your body your body gives the functionality in this earth so man is a spirit man is a soul and man is body this means that you need to understand that you must take care of the wholeness of your makeup so fruitfulness for the whole man can be broken into three one is spiritual illumination now that is the very core of your being Yes, because it's your spirit that factors how you would actually behave. So spiritual illumination, what you take in, scripture says that guard your heart with all diligence for out of it comes the issue of life. So the first, the first, the first, the first part of man is spiritual illumination, the spirit, illuminating the spirit. Taking sins in that edifies your spirit. Alright? Then the second is mental transformation. This has got to do with your soul. This has got to do with how you interact with the world. Because your spirit is heaven conscious. Your soul is world your, your soul is world conscious, actually. So you need to understand how to how to relate with this earth you need to understand how to how to function according to the world that we are in you are in the world but you're not of the world but to properly legislate you must be able to um be relevant socially social relevance is relevance is very important in the manifestation of priesthood so even if you are told that Christians do not do politics. That is a very big lie because scripture says that when the when, when the righteous are in authority, the people rejoice. So that tells us something, that you have an ability to do whatever you want to do on the earth without being controlled by the earth. That is where mental transformation comes in. You don't just study the Bible. You don't just study spiritual books. You ensure you broaden your mind. You get to understand the composition of your mind, how to function on the earth, how to be socially relevant. All right? So then we have physical fitness and health. Physical fitness and health. Now, this is where many persons miss it. And this is what I tell people. For the picture you see, whatever purpose you are going to be walking in, yes, there is how you are to look in response to where you are going to. There is how you are to 
B, there is a certain state of health you're to be in to get to that level. So while you are while you are trying to take in, okay, I need to grow spiritually. I need to grow mentally. I need to define myself with books. I need to do this because of where I'm going. Because of where you are going, still, there is how you are expected to look. There is how you are expected to be. All right, because your health is very much needed in the journey of fruitfulness. Bishop David Oyedepo will always say things like, I can never be sick. True. But when you see him, that man does exercise. He doesn't sleep where mosquitoes are. He makes sure he doesn't eat anyhow. He eats vegetables. He's more of a vegetarian. He eats vegetables. His water is different. The water he takes are, um, his water is properly when I is properly made for especially for him all right so there is how you should also look in congruence to that which you're headed so while we talk of spiritual illumination i just want to quote a scripture for us colossians chapter 1 from verse 9 to 10 for this reason we also since the day we heard it do not cease to pray for you and to ask that you may be filled with the knowledge of his will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding that you may walk worthy of the lord fully pleasing him being fruitful in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God. So your core is first spiritual illumination. That sets the foundation for your all-round fruitfulness. Because fruitfulness is not lopsided. It's all-round. So that sets the harmony. That sets the pitch for every for how much you're going to diversify that sets the tent. Alright? Now scripture says in Romans chapter 12 verse 2 that be renewed, be transformed by the renewal of your mind. So we understand that we are saved, our spirit is saved, but we also need to understand our mind needs renewal. All right, and to function on the earth, to be able to recreate heaven on the earth, you must understand the part of social relevance. You must understand that yes, you need to attend seminars. Yes, you need to read books. It is not. It is not unchristian. That's not true. It is not unchristian. It is very important for you to really recreate the heaven on the earth. All right. So you must you must also learn to live by principles. Yes, you must learn we're, we're looking at how to fulfill the assignment of fruitfulness. Yes, and we talked about you must understand the whole man concept. You must also learn to live by principles. You must learn to live by principles. You must be principled because God is a principled God. Why? Principles precede what you know as core values. Principles are fundamental truths or propositions that serve as the foundation for a system of belief or behavior for a chain of reason so they are fundamental truths there are things that you there, there are things that create the foundation of what you call your belief system and that is where you that is where you pitch your core values from that is where you get that which is important to you so you must be a person of principles there are things that you ordinarily you know that okay this is how i am wired to believe now it's not as though it cannot be tweaked 
while you are building convictions, while you are building ideologies as a personal principle, you must be able to incorporate flexibility. You must learn to also be flexible because many times the principle that we we build ourselves upon, they are actually not healthy. All right, they are actually not healthy. Most of them cannot stand the test of time. So you must learn to be flexible because there are a whole lot of things that you believe in and it's as a result of how you grew, where you grew up, the people you met, the things that you've handled. All right, so you must also learn to incorporate some level of flexibility. So the principles are very fundamental. This is why the message of Jesus was twofold. The kingdom and righteousness. Righteousness were the principles. So this is the kingdom. That's my message. But there are underlying things I believe that can bring you this kingdom. And that can cause you to stay in the kingdom and work effectively in the kingdom. And that's righteousness. Yeah, so principles are fundamental. And the principles to live by are not hinged on societal indifferences this is what i was saying you should learn not to hinge your principles on certain indifference based on how you grew based on environmental conditioning this is the reason why debunk number i don't know the, this, the number of this debunk now purpose is not always what you like don't believe that lie it's a very fat lie and if you're believing it throw it away now purpose isn't always what you like at all because what you like many times is a function of a conditioning many times what your strengths are is because you've repeatedly done that one thing over a period of time so if that is something that is a strength or something like that means there is something else that can come into the picture when you do repeatedly you develop passion and strength in that area does that make it your purpose no so the, the so 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 Principles to live by are not hinged on societal indifferences. You should not hinge them on societal indifferences. Rather, they are formulated and outlined in scriptures. So right now, if you have a principle that you feel is guiding your life and it does not find bearing in the world, debunk it. It's not a principle and it will cause you more harm than good. So every principle that you found you're founded upon should be in total alignment with God's word. All right. Now the next thing is you cannot experience fruitfulness if you do not live by His principles on His terms. You can't experience for this is why Jesus' message was twofold. He's telling you the kingdom. Now He's telling you righteousness righteousness all right so it is important for you to understand that for me to actually excel and be fruitful it's not on my term it's on his own terms okay because being a son means you have an inheritance but you must be loyal to your father it's not about you it is you but it's not about you you're just a channel all right so fruitfulness to experience fruitfulness you must live by God's standard. You don't try to define your own philosophy out of nowhere. No. We already have a constitution and we abide by that constitution. All right? Now, you have to also be consciously committed to grow. All right? But this is not for anybody here because for the fact that you're listening to this means you are 
consciously committed to your growth because scripture says in proverbs chapter 22 verse 29 that seest thou a man diligent in his business he would sit before kings and not mean men so you must be consciously committed to your growth if you want to take over the world for jesus if you want to dominate the old earth you want to you want to feel you want to fill the earth with the fragrance of god's glory through your life then you must somebody be somebody rather who is consciously committed to grow wants to grow have the pant have the desire to want to grow to want to move from one level to another level all right so your continual access to light is a progressive transformation where you begin to see the nonsense in the sense you once had it's the truth if you are somebody who journal which is something i think everybody should be doing journaling is very important it cannot be under or over emphasized all right if you're somebody who journals especially the words that god tell you and you write oh god said this when you go back to that which you felt god said six months after sometimes you wonder was it actually god that said it's because it's like you've 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 interacted with a new knowledge that is beginning to shake that thing you once had this is because many times what we call having sense there is still nonsense in it so we are in a continual we're in a continual process of refining to remove nonsense in our sense so we can have sense this is the reason why apostle paul said that the eyes of the understanding be enlightened now it is it is it is pride to think that you already you are already a cabal of understanding truth is there is nothing you want to know now that you have not known the problem we all have is our level of understanding are very different and when you don't come into understanding you will keep on going after knowledge this is why i say to people it's not pride i would never you would never see me wanting to jump from one seminar or webinar to another except probably my 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 aim for doing it is for networking but if it's for the knowledge that's not possible because when when you come to a point of understanding of certain things it naturally confines you it naturally confines you and you have to get to that point in your life where it is not knowledge you are seeking for but wisdom i'm at that point that i'm not seeking for knowledge what i'm seeking for is wisdom because there is nothing else that wants to be said that hasn't been factored into you the issue is you do not have the wonder working wisdom yet to bring that thing into fruition this is where coaches come in people who coach people it's not as though they know more than you they are wiser than you and they have more understanding than you that's the difference the difference between you and your mentor is mastery not knowledge it's mastery all right so now that is relative there are some persons that actually don't know because they've never given themselves conscious commitment to actually want to know so i'm speaking about people who are natural knowledge driven people all right so 
you when 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 you have continual access to light it's a progressive transformation not that i said progressive it's very painful one thing about when god starts to shed your shed light into your heart is it crumbles certain walls in your heart it crumbles the wall of religion it crumbles certain things that you held dear that you called your belief system you called your core values i know this one i hold it there no it will surely crumble it because when light comes in you will start to see foolishness in your wisdom it's just like that you will surely start to see foolishness in your wisdom just like we talked about in the last course there were things we talked about and we started to see oh wow so this is where i have been foolish we all have foolishness factors that's one thing we need to understand we all have it but we just need to understand and allow god's light flood our heart and be willing to break out and to actually grow when you can sense because you would always know deep down in your heart if this is actually god or it is just good because that it is good does not make it god all right so you must evolve that's what this means you must be somebody consciously you you should be you should be deliberate about revolution and that's why you're here and that's why i'm very very proud of you all right so let me give you a definition of evolve i love giving definitions a whole lot because while i journey in life i document my journey and because god gave me an instruction at at the very early stage walking in purpose so i like giving definition a whole lot because it helps you paint pictures and see things from a perspective of actually where you are okay so when i give definitions truth is everybody will not understand it at the same level you understand it based on the level that you are in and if you can stick with these definitions and um pick paint pictures out of them it would really do you a whole lot of good so to evolve is to come into terms with the reality of now and strive to be a better version of your yesterday all right now the process of evolution involves humility and honesty you must learn to acknowledge the fact to accept the truth that now i'm stupid but where i'm going to i don't want to be this stupid so i have to do this 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 and this to get myself there all right so to evolve means you have come to a point where you understand your present foolishness and you can see where you're going to and you're like okay now today this is what i would do to break out from that level of foolishness to gain better understanding and position myself in my journey all right so to be fruitful is to evolve to grow to shift trajectory strategically and to become better so that's my own definition of fruitfulness it's to evolve it's to grow it's to shift trajectory strategically to become better all right now next that this should be number four be action oriented rather than result driven be action oriented now one problem we have in this generation is we do more than we want to be and life is not about you doing it's a journey of being so whatever you do you must factor it into your mentality that even in doing i am being i might be teaching you but i am also a student i am learning i will go back to my to my teachings and also grabs it and learn 
Yes, because I might be doing, but I understand that this journey is a journey of becoming. I am being. All right? And something we must learn is that progression might always seem like regression, but keep at it regardless. Keep at it regardless. You might be doing just one thing every day for 10 minutes and you feel like you're not doing so much because you see somebody who does one thing in a week, but that person does it for six hours. For instance, you pray you pray every morning for 10-15 minutes, but you have a friend who, when he or she wants to pray, one day shut down 12 hours. Now, the truth is you are actually better than that person because you are progressing with your journey. You are progressing progressing in your journey because progression would always seem like regression you won't always see it you won't always see it boom but that does not mean you should eat up yourself one thing you should know is tell yourself the truth okay am i doing this one thing every day consistently if i am even if it doesn't seem like it give it time the principle of genesis 8:22: seed while the earth remained seed time and harvest so to your seed give time for harvest to come all right keep at it regardless you must learn that progression would not always many times progression never seems like progression it would always seem like regression that is why what we call luck or overnight success is a is a a series of daily daily wins little wins just little wins it could just be that five minutes prayer every day for one year just every day for one year it could just be that reading a chapter of a book every night before you sleep Alright, so progression really would not always seem like progression, but keep at it regardless. Keep at it. We are not living to die. That is one thing I want you to have in your head. Don't let all this pressure of what are you doing with your life, what are you doing with your life, put you, shake you off balance. As long as you know I am actually doing something, you don't actually need to listen to that. Pressure is good, but the right kind of pressure. Not people who are trying to pressure you out, out of your process. Alright? There are people I don't listen to. Not because they don't teach well, not because they are not good, but I have noticed that they are trying to pressure me out of my process they're trying to consistently put me in in a kind of box but no i'm doing good and every day i keep stretching myself to be better all right so one when when you understand that progression would not always seem like progression just like david david killed the bear he killed the lion one day he was asked to kill goliath and eventually he became king all right and i think david was the only king who never lost any war in the bible so keep at it one day you'll be asked to kill goliath keep at it one day you'll be taken out of the prison and pharaoh will send for you to be the governor in the very palace keep at it just do what you're doing consistently and deliberately all right so the second thing we've looked at fruitfulness the second thing is and multiply all right now the whole um concept of multiplication is something i would really teach for people who would enroll the advanced level course but we'll just brood on this now because truth is we all are in our levels of fruitfulness we are multiplying yes but we are still in a very distilled level of fruitfulness okay now and multiply this is from the hebrew word rabba 
which means abundance. Raba means abundance. It means to grow in numbers. It means to yield. It means to be many. All right. So when you are fruitful, the thing with fruitfulness is this is why there is there, there is a there is a particular season in your life you get into. It's not about you wanting to do something, but you just feel a very strong impression to go and do something. Go and raise people, go and build people, go and teach this, go and replicate this. Yes. That season is a season of multiplication. That which you have accumulated, accumulated, then the Lord now tells you, release, multiply it. We established in the first in the first uh, module that God expects us to be like farmers. So when you farm, you move and you, you take your seed somewhere else and farm. Let's fill the earth with the glory of God. So after the command of fruitfulness we are meant to multiply genesis chapter 17 verse 6 says and i will make you exceedingly fruitful and i will make nations of thee and kings shall come out of thee so multiplication is in levels right but at whatever level we are in there are times when god will require you to really multiply because you are a seed giving plant you are a farmer reproducing kingdom seeds all over the earth so what that scripture is saying is while you become exceedingly fruitful what i would do out of you is i will cause you to multiply yourselves into diverse nation into diverse kings all right so the next stage from fruitfulness then after fruitfulness our next mission is to multiply give it out just release it really keep on releasing while you are still being fruitful now the process of multiplication is not does not stop the process of fruitfulness you keep on being fruitful fruitfulness is a continual thing but multiplication is something that happens at specific seasons there was something Feladro to you said in a live session of him I heard he said God told him fella I have made you fruitful now go and multiply now what that means is I have placed so much in you already now take out take all of this and go and build others take all of this and go and reproduce others this is what happens with our fathers when they get to a particular stage then they start to reproduce a principle called the principle of legacy so this principle what they do is now I have been fruitful all my life. What am I passing down? What am I passing on to the next generation? So multiplication is a whole broad thing. Multiplication is a whole broad thing. And that might not be our major focus now, but at every level we are in, we are expected to multiply. But when God is actually giving you that goal, in that season all right but fruitfulness is static fruitfulness you would always remain fruitful as long as you want to be as long as you want to fill the earth with god's glory all right and what you must learn is not to limit yourself do not limit yourself now especially to people who have who who have multiple expressions learn not to limit or box what you are what you should do because it's not about you you don't decide that particularly it's not about you it is you true but you're just a channel you are a conduit try not to be a blockade for access try not to block persons who should have been blessed through you with your own ideology all right we'll debunk a whole lot of that while we progress in this journey in this center trust me you're going to be so blessed so but you must understand that 
I tell myself every day, faith, you're limitless. Faith, you're boundless. You can reproduce as much as you want to reproduce. You can reinvent yourself multiple times as long as you want to. It's not about me. It's really not about me. So you must come into the understanding that you are limitless. Don't let your mind tell you, no, this is what I have to do. This is what I don't have to do. You are ordained to be without bound. You can, when scripture says, fill the earth with God's glory, it wasn't saying everybody. It was specific. You fill the earth with God's glory. You fill the earth with God's glory. You fill the earth with God's glory. That is, as individual entities, we are limitless. There is no extent to that which we can accomplish. All right? So, you must learn to yield to reproduce bountifully. So, the next is, replenish the earth replenish some um translation says fill the earth my god we are 44 minutes gone and this is supposed to be 40 minutes okay so replenish or fill the earth fill the earth is from the hebrew word milimala which means to consecrate to fill or be full in wide application fully stocked occupy the whole of i love this of this particular mission because it reminds me of a movie now if you have seen vampire diaries or the originals there is something that happens in the originals what happened when whenever they whenever the witches want to have an harvest they say something about they have to consecrate they have to go to a powerful witch's grief and consecrate the earth with their bones to fill the earth with the power so when they do that what happens is they become more powerful than even the vampires and the werewolves in that city so when scripture says replenish it's saying now soak the earth with your essence such that when you do that you have enormous power enormous control over everything so that is what filling the earth means to occupy the whole to fill the whole to say in, in every every part is every every part is occupied by this particular set all right so whatever industry god is calling you into that should be a goal that for this sector i would consecrate it with my fullness i will feel it with the very nature of god that i carry that when you want to talk speak of faith you speak of authority you speak of consecration in this area all right so the next is subdue it Subdue is from the Hebrew word kobash, and it means to tread down, to conquer, to subjugate, to bring into subjection. Now, when you continually be fruitful and multiply, and you're able to consecrate the earth, you get to a point where you conquer it, where you are now an authority in that sphere, where you can, where that this is where the this is where authority in the seven mountain of influence comes in. If we have everybody man, they have various posts everybody man their various gates there is nothing this world can say anymore so we get to that point we've conquered when everybody can listen to you on that thing when you are just that go-to person when it comes to that thing where you have the ability and the power to either change or retain a particular um idea or accent on that particular thing so we are not just to be fruitful we are not just to multiply we are not just to fill the earth with god's glory we are also to conquer we are also to mark presence that we are the ones here 
actually. So really, I see, I see, I see a kingdom. I see the world. I see, I see a people who would stand in their various posts. And this is the goal of the ignition center: that you get ignited, activated, released into your various sphere of influence, and you are able to not just feel. You are able to not just multiply, but you actually conquer. You actually represent and represent well as a king that you are. So when you continually do all of these things, the end result is surely dominion. You become fruitful, then you multiply. You get to feel the earth, then you conquer it. You bring it under subjection. When you bring something under subjection, it means you're in total control of it. So the end goal is dominion, is to dominate. And dominion, we said, is God's intent for life. This is why it sets the framework for all our desires, our interests, and activities. We are not ambitious people. We are visionaries. There's something we see. And what do we see? We see a kingdom. And that kingdom we see is that which we want to see manifest on the earth. And we would stop at nothing to see that across every sphere of influence we have representatives properly seated all right so the fourfold mission is actually to bring us to the point of actual dominion and the key to this is an understanding of your purpose all right so for you to actually dominate then you must understand your purpose and we said that the first thing is not to want to know your purpose but to know the purpose behind the purpose and we've established that in this course life mastery and you must understand that while you are being fruitful one key thing would happen your purpose will start to open up itself to you though i will still take you on that journey of purpose because we are at that point where i know a whole lot of us want to understand that which our purpose is and we'll get there and i can assure you by god's grace that before we are done with this program you would have come to a point of very deep clarity very serious insight and the ability to move in the direction of your purpose all right so one thing i want you to do is first are you fruitful are you being fruitful don't answer this question from the top of your head think about it all right we'll still be looking at our worksheet and we'll be going into the um class groups and we'll be discussing later today on this but you need to also ask yourself am i being fruitful that's my primary responsibility for dominion so if i say i want to dominate if i say i'm a son how am i being a son by establishing my fruitfulness all right parable of the ten talents there were the there were there were some who were fruitful now the part the thing with the parables is all of the parables were teaching one thing and they were teaching about the kingdom yes the parables spoke of the kingdom so the parable of the ten talents spoke of some persons that a master gave talent to some reproduced so they they made it fruitful multiplied but one other decided to be foolish and he hid it and i know you don't want to be like that foolish servant you would rather be like the smart ones the sons who have an inheritance so be fruitful is my charge to you in this course all right so we'll see in the learning